0: Thank you for downloading and happiness. Dare to be happy.
1: We are two curious friends that want to explore what makes us happy. In each episode, we will take a topic in alphabetical order and discuss how it relates to and impacts happiness.
0: We'll live the experience of each concept through a dare that we set each other and then talk about how it affected our
1: happiness as well as diving into psychological theories and evidence which supports or contradicts our personal experiences. In other words, in this show, psychology meets play. I'm Kitty Newman, director of Trapeze Media, a digital marketing agency that leads with social My company philosophy is based on the importance of play in all our lives and how important it is to be happy at work. I have been obsessed with the circus for a few years, hence the name Trapeze Media, and making time for things like handstands and aerial in amongst the day-to-day challenges that come with running a successful business makes me happy.
0: My name is Claudia Mitura I'm a work psychologist and learning and development specialist with a purpose to boost happiness in the workplace. I love experimenting and applying scientific research on happiness to my daily ups and downs, or just to prove my other half wrong. I also like to look for happiness in unusual places, so I won't shy away from diving with sharks or starring in a pantomime. Sometimes this gets me in trouble.
1: So last week, we dared each other to share some of our creative writings with other people. Be courageous so that we could talk about how that affected our happiness. How did you find this week's dare? Oh, yeah, yeah. I
0: uh, I must say so far for me, this week's dare uh, was the most difficult one. I felt that it was a little bit counterintuitive for me at first because instead of having the maybe excitement and happiness increased, I actually had a bit of anxiety in me to do it. And that was to the point of, I thought to myself, wait a second, this podcast is supposed to be about happiness. And this is definitely
1: not making me happy. Interesting to hear that it maybe didn't quite positively affect your happiness. So what did you decide to share and who did you share it with? Okay, so
0: at first I thought that I would just share it with my friends, okay? But I have very nice friends and I knew that they would probably say lots of positive feedback and lots of positive words. So I thought, okay, just to be truly courageous and step out of my comfort zone. And even if I feel this anxiety, I know that once I will do it, then I will definitely experience relief, pride and triple happiness here. So even though the journey was a bit of like agony, I thought, okay, once I will get there, I'll be happy. So what I've done, I actually decided to enter a competition with my poems.
1: I'm actually so excited.
0: Oh my God, I was
1: terrified
0: all the way. What's very nice about this competition is that the money from entering the competition are getting donated to NHS. And the topic, it's around COVID and the world and the world beyond Mm. and what will happen in the future. And... I selected a few
1: poems and I vented them for the competition. Oh my god, that is brave! And so, actually, what was the process and where have your anxieties come from? Is it the fact that someone's sitting there reading it and judging it and you may or may not win? Or is it the fact that you've let it free and it's in the world out of your control now? Both. So, (laughs) I
0: I was reading the judges Uh, bios and I thought oh my god those people will probably look at it and say like uh, poetry no this is no poetry (laughs) and secondly suddenly my poems are not in my drawer anymore they're not there anymore they've been as you beautifully said they've been set free And that was very scary. I was feeling quite anxious. It's like, I've created this and now other people will look at this. That was making me quite anxious. But once I have submitted it, I was so happy. I was just like, wow, I've done it. I never thought I would do this. And I've done it. And I feel very content with myself.
1: Oh, Claudia, that's amazing. And how will you feel if... um they use it as part of their material or they use it as one of their favorites and put it out there how will that will that make you happy or w- will that feed more anxiety or Kitty, Kitty <laughs> you're asking very difficult questions I don't think so
0: I haven't fought that far I was just doing it there okay
1: oh yeah but I've got ambitions for you Claudia I can see it <laughs> I'm like, oh my god because I've heard your plans they're beautiful and I see no reason why I shouldn't win Oh, bless. Thank you
0: so much, Kitty. Mm. But what was your initial experience about this there? Well,
1: actually, Claudia, I recorded mine. We had a little Zoom catch-up with friends, and I read one of my poems on the Zoom with everybody. I found it so nervy. I could hear all of this preamble that I was giving to, like, justify it somehow. In my head, I was thinking, oh, it's a silly poem. I should probably tell them it's meant to be a silly poem. I'm not taking it seriously. Why did I feel so nervous about how it would be received? But actually, Mm -hmm. when I come out the other side, I felt like, oh, God, I wish I could do it again and again and again. And then also the other part of my dare, which is the courageous element, is to actually put this in the podcast but for that to then go out into the world. So it's interesting that you took an out-into-the-world approach as well. Mm. And it's quite interesting to see that we had quite similar experience
0: in terms of quite going through some unpleasant thoughts, unpleasant emotions, and needing that courage for us to actually complete the dare. And then once we've done it, we felt very positive about it.
1: Yeah, and I very nearly didn't do it.
0: I know, I was trying to avoid this there as well, to be honest. I only (laughs) submitted those poems 30 minutes before we we were recording this.
1: Wow, well done for doing it.
0: Which really shows you that we do need lots of courage to actually get happiness in the long term. And there is so much in our life when we need the courage to make necessary changes, to adapt new situation speak up or even do something as small as share our creative work with other people and you still need that courage so what do you think in the end it means to be
1: uh, courageous to push through the feeling of not wanting to do something that you know is worthwhile love that definition love it
0: Cognitive neuroscience defines courage as willingness to act in the face of fear, uncertainty, and doubt, which means that the courage is composed of two specific components. Motivation to act. We needed to motivate ourselves to do the dare. Even at first, we didn't really want to do it. And then the second aspect is that ability to manage fear. And I really like this definition. I really like those two components because that means that the courage is not necessarily reserved for only those who we see as heroes. We can all find the motivation to act and we can all find the motivation to learn how to manage our fear better. And secondly, what I really like about this definition is that we don't have to be fearless. The fear might be there, It is a biological response to something that we perceive as threatening and it will accompany us in the face of challenges, but we can learn to manage it. And that just gives me so much hope.
1: Yeah, to know that these people that appear fearless most likely do still have that feeling of fear, but they're pushing through it. Exactly. Osho
0: is the leader in the mystic and wrote a book called Courage, the Joy of Dangerous Living in which he stresses that life is uncertain and that in order to be truly alive and happy, we need to feel insecure and fearful because the only difference between a coward and the hero is that the coward is listening to its fear and following it whilst the courageous person puts the fear aside and goes forward and he calls it, he goes forward
1: to the land of unknown. Oh my gosh. That's just made me think, and right at the beginning of all of this COVID stuff, I was hearing so much about people who were generally anxious people, who would find the day-to-day life a bit challenging, and have to develop a lot of coping mechanisms, are actually thriving at the moment. And in this time of uncertainty, people who have developed all these coping mechanisms to deal with their day-to-day anxieties have already built up and worked through and been courageous to just deal with their normal day-to-day life. And actually now that is paying off. Is that the sort of thing that we're saying here? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what it seems our experience suggested
0: and few other readings suggest an overall definition of the courage is that it's about acting in the face of fear, uncertainty or doubt or anxiety. Mm-hmm. And you have a choice whether you let those feelings uh, shape your behavior, because we could have just said, you know what, we're not going to do this there, or you're going to overcome them and become a little bit better person as a, as a result of doing something. And I think for those people quite similarly, they could have been swept away by all those anxieties and find themselves in a quite difficult position but they decided to work with it overcome it and as a result now they have a selection of coping mechanisms that helps them in the broader
1: spectrum of their life. You're creating a toolkit to manage and then create happiness from that so going through these experiences allows you to build tools within your own psyche to then cope with and deal with life to the best and create this happiness and your world yes
0: oh so beautiful and so hopeful that we can do it that we can all do it my next question is how did you manage your fear during the death
1: yes so i i kind of kept thinking like it'll be fine get get to the end it can't be that bad just do it it was also good to have the accountability of you (laughs) and this podcast and also I reassured myself that these are my friends so it would be different going on stage to do that in front of a whole load of strangers and I think I'd use different mechanisms probably be like well it doesn't matter if they don't like it but for this particular example I used the accountability of the podcast and the fact that they're my friends to get me through and just to do it ripping the plaster off it felt like
0: Mm -hmm. Love it. I think that I can definitely relate to accountability aspect. But additional one that was quite interesting for me was always thinking like, okay, what's the worst that can happen here? If I submit those poems for people to look at, what's the worst that can happen? And actually, when you put aside the emotions and you put your rational hat on and you start thinking about potential consequences, you actually start seeing that even If someone will laugh at it, I'm not going to win anything. But then I was thinking, okay, if I do this, then what can I gain? Satisfaction, pride, happiness. So I thought, okay, great. I will gain a lot. And actually, I'm not losing that much. So let, might as well do it. Kate Svoboda, in her book, The Courage Habit, says that in situations which may require our courage, we will be experiencing some discomfort and we may want to try to escape that discomfort. And she names that action of trying to escape that discomfort a fear routine. She speaks about four specific routines. Are you ready for them, Kitty? And can you recognize yourself in one of them? I am very ready. Number one, perfectionism. You may be wanting not to do something because it cannot be perfect or we cannot be perfect at it in the first go, okay? Number two, sabotage. It's about taking two steps forward and being excited about doing something but also expecting a grand results for those small effort. And when not seeing those grand results, then completely withdrawing yourself from that activity. Number three, people pleaser, no time to follow your own dreams because you feel you have commitments to other people and you believe that those commitments to other people are more important than your dreams and wishes. And number four, pessimist. You're not going to do something because it's not going to work out anyway. So There is no point of even trying. Which one would you recognize yourself in terms of mm. those fear routines? Okay, let me recap.
1: We've got pessimist, One step, two step forward, one step back, people pleaser and perfectionist. Absolutely right. I'm so
0: happy that you're listening, Kitty.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely not a perfectionist. I will go gung-ho into something even before I think it's ready. So not that. I'm definitely not a pessimist. I feel like you can achieve everything, which makes me lean a bit more into the two step forward, one step back, and thinking that things are going to go much better than they do, and being a little disappointed with outcomes quite often. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely say partly people pleaser within work, especially. So I think I'm straddling people pleaser, but and two steps forward, one step back. I'm such a
0: perfectionist. Oh. Uh, even when I was submitting those entries I was like oh but this word is not perfect in that poem you know I could do better I could like rewrite them and I'm just like no they're good enough just do this just do this no more excuses of trying not to do this there just submit them it doesn't matter they're not perfect perfection doesn't really exist it's a very illusionary concept but I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to that
1: I think probably different elements of that fear are needed but you have to still push through it and be brave courageous yeah I wonder how much of those fears are required to actually surely some of that's required but you just can't hang on to it
0: Mm. I think having that awareness, the fact that we are aware of the process definitely helps to also overcome the fear. If you can spend a few minutes reflecting on your fear routine and recognize yourself with one of these or a combination, it will help you to be more aware of it when it kicks in. I definitely can recognize lots of situations now when my perfectionism is kicking in and I can now manage it much better. There are moments when yes, I want to spend extra time and make something better and that's valid point as well, but I'm not going into this extreme of this has to be 110% perfect before I can show it to someone or share it with the other people. So we already established that cognitive neuroscience tell us that courage is an ability, is a skill, and we can learn to be more courageous. And there is specific research around people who are seen as heroes. A researcher called Frank Fairley identified three types of heroes. He spoke about situational heroes, so someone who risked their life for the sake of other people in the moment of crisis or a danger. He identified lifelong hero. When heroism defines that person's life as they are opposing a system. Think of Martin Luther King, for instance. Professional hero, heroism is a part of the job. So we're thinking here about police officers, firefighters, and obviously nowadays NHS workers. What's very interesting with, in his research is that he showed that those heroes have a combination of three additional qualities such as risk-taking, generosity and empathy.
1: I think the generosity combined with the risk-taking is important because you can take a risk but actually your impact of your risk isn't necessarily in someone else's interest. That does not make you a hero, but the generosity combined with risk is putting yourself aside to help somebody else. And you may not even like the NHS workers, that's their job, but it is a generous thing to do with your time. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. And I think it is important to see them that way because you could you see a lot of stupid behavior <laughs> that is at risk. You're, making, you're taking a risk, but actually, are you really benefiting and impacting other people? Is it generous?
0: Mm. And I think the empathy comes beautifully to that combination you're speaking about around the risk and generosity, because you need to have empathy to recognize that people are in distress, and you need to feel their distress strongly enough to then motivate yourself to help them. If you're not able to recognize that other people need help, you won't be helping
1: them, right? So say, for example, you have a hero. He has saved a little kitten from a tree. The owner wasn't anywhere nearby. He went up the tree, risked his life to save the cat, got the cat down, so he had empathy, he took the risk, and wait, what was the other one? Generosity, in order to do that action but the owner wasn't around, he put the cat on the floor and the cat walked off. No appreciation. That person you would expect would still get a boost of happiness from saving that cat. Or do you think there's something that needs to come from appreciation or recognition for that act of heroism? I definitely would say that it depends on the
0: person. So Mm. if I would be in this situation, I would still get a kick of happiness and satisfaction that I've done something good, that I engage in a random act of kindness and I have made a positive impact in the world and I would still have that self satisfaction. Of course, appreciation and thank you and gratitude from other people will definitely elevate my happiness.
1: I think the experience you have said there is generally what people would think. And isn't that wonderful? that without anything else that something you can do to help through courageousness that those elements can impact your happiness and it doesn't cost anything it doesn't require anybody anything else it's just we can do that in our day-to-day lives
0: Exactly. And to develop more happiness, but also develop higher level of courage, we need to actually engage in courageous tasks in daily life. So my question to you is what courageous tasks we could find to do in our daily life to get that kick, to develop our courage and get that happiness. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm going to try and save all the kittens that I see in (laughs) trees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please take a picture when you're saving them. I just want to see you, Kitty, to the rescue.
1: Well, actually, do you know what? Something that I've been and I and I find it difficult to talk about. But again, this is where I have to be courageous. But it isn't just being courageous; it's being educated myself in this particular topic at the moment the Black Lives Matter movement is very prevalent and working on social media managing at the moment we've got six clients all wanting to speak up about Black Lives Matter and I need to try and understand how we support there are lots of actions that I can take where it does require some courage from my side because I'm putting out there my standpoint and it is open to backlash and I need to be sure that I am speaking my truth and engaging in a real way and amplifying in a real way the minority voices that need to be heard that is something that I know I can do in a day-to-day life which it does require some courage from me and will absolutely impact positively done the right way of course but and it will require some work and it's very considered and I've thought about it a lot this week um how my business is going to have an impact and help Love it. I think that's a beautiful example of how you
0: can practice being more courageous. Mm. Another one that I would add to the mix would be maybe learning a new thing, something you've never tried, because when we're learning a new thing, we need to be beginners again, rather than experts. And you have to step out of your comfort zone a lot. And also, sharing your feelings and emotions with other people, it's also a very courageous act. There might be some difficult feelings and there might be some positive feelings, but it's really communicating those feelings to other people and being vulnerable with them is definitely an act that requires courage. And you can practice that every day with your loved ones. Oh my god I really enjoyed this week oh my god me too there were just so many different layers um, and we spoke about lots of various components but I think the key aspect which we're trying to communicate it is that we need to have courage to get protect and actually boost our happiness and being courageous doesn't mean we are being fearless rather the opposite having courage is having that willingness to act and the ability to manage our fear. We have power to influence our will and we can put in place practical methods to manage our fear, like being aware of your fear routine can help you to manage it more, but also engaging in courageous tasks daily will help us to manage our fear better.
1: So next week, it's the letter D and we're going to be talking about dreams.
0: Kitty, I dare you to identify a big dream, something that will push you out of your comfort zone, that will allow you to try something completely different. And then I want you to take one bold step towards achieving that dream
1: yes Claudia
0: dare accept it so exciting and don't you worry I will be doing the same and I'll be holding your hand and I'll be here I'll be your companion on this journey
1: we hope that you've enjoyed listening if you have please drop us a review and um, it's very useful for us and also subscribe and we will see you next week bye, bye. So I wrote this for Charlotte Grant. (laughs) Why you wrote it? So it's not necessarily for Charlotte Grant, but I just wrote it for Charlotte Grant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. The feeling when you've spent your time hoovering, cleaning the stairs on your hands and knees, scrubbing the oven, finding and destroying surprise mould within between the fridge door rubber, washing the skirting board. Corner webs, under beds, Henry, forever your friend. Off at the plug, silence falls, and then you sit in it.